Hey everyone, and welcome to The Rational Republican, a podcast where we look at complex issues facing us here in Oregon and around the nation. We'll try to address issues from a nonpartisan perspective and view our disagreements through a lens of respect rather than tribalism or divisiveness. I'm James Ball. This is Nick Perlosky. Hey listeners, how we doing? On this episode of the podcast, we are doing a follow-up to an episode we did a few weeks ago called the ORP Platform Convention. So we welcome back Xander Almeida. Welcome, Xander. Hey, nice to be here. And Peter Halogen. Halogen. Yep. Light bulb. Nailed it. Light bulb. <laughs> Sounds like <laughs> That's hal- a good way to remember halogen. Yeah. <laughs> halogen. Anyway, so instead of doing the Oregon Republican platform, we are going to look into the Democrat Party of Oregon platform. So I have to remember that because ORP or DPO. DP, uh-oh. <laughs> That's, we can turn the mics off, y'all. Oh. This is a good podcast now. <laughs> done. That was done. Uh, so if anybody would like to follow along, you can go to dpo.org slash party slash platform and click on the platform link. They have theirs in Google Docs, which means I can't give you a direct link. It's got a whole bunch of like W's and Z's and letters. Gobbledygook. Yeah. Kind of like their platform. <laughs> Zing. <laughs> Haven't even started yet. Already with the zingers. Just oh on my, my first goodness. sip of whiskey. Let's go. Oh, my goodness. All right. <laughs> Let's get started. So first things I noticed when I started looking at this is uh, they have a very nice logo. I like, so, their, I like their logo. Uh, their font is 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 solid. Uh, I think we use like Arial or something in the ORP platform. Yeah, no. So think of the listeners a uh, view at home. It's an outline of the state of Oregon with Mount Hood and a couple really pretty trees in there. And oh, green. it's a pleasant color. I was just going to encourage people to go look it up themselves, but uh, there we go. Well, <laughs> we, in, in case they don't, they need a just visual. before we got on the microphone, we're like, "All right, you guys, we're going to be efficient on this one. We're going to just move through stuff. Let's talk about the picture that nobody can see for four minutes." I mean, do you think that's more of a spruce or a fir? I'm just curious. It's important. It's important. Um, the other thing I noticed is this is long. It's the, longer than the Republican. Yes, the Which Republican. Is Republican platform was 11 pages, and there was actually a lot of white space between paragraphs and whatnot. This is 13 pages. Of prose, like of straight up yeah, prose. Yeah, 13 pages, single spaced, barely any white space. And what are the margins on this? Is this quarter inch? Quarter inch, Tiny, quarter yeah. inch margins? Very, very small. Okay. Anyway, now that we've gotten through that, <laughs> let's get into the meat of it. Anyone else had to have any general overviews? The before? tofu of it. We're talking yeah. about Democrats here. <laughs> Soy curls. The soy curls. Organic vegan free range I'm soy gonna, curls. I'm alright, I'm gonna offend people already. <laughs> <laughs> Moving along. Okay. Preamble. The Democratic Party of Oregon commits itself to the principles and positions contained in this platform in order to secure a more just and prosperous future for all Oregonians. We recognize and embrace our shared rights and responsibilities. We affirm that every person ha- is guaranteed rights to life, liberty, equity, and the pursuit of happiness. E- there was equity? Equity. <laughs> well, and they threw that in there later on, too. And then there was a uh, final point later on in the platform where they just say life, liberty, and the pursuit they of happiness. They say that a couple it's, times. It's, yeah. it's in their foreign policy part, part where like equity is no longer... A thing that they want to talk about because yeah, that's certain countries they probably have an affinity so for. Not so much equity there. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I, I noticed, guess if you're gonna, if you're gonna that. quote the Declaration of Independence, I, I wouldn't actually. Quote I wouldn't it. add to it. In exercising these rights for ourselves, we are respectful in the interdependent web of life on this planet. 
interdependent. That's a word. Hippies. We promise to work to uphold the protections granted us by our state and the national constitutions. Constitutions should be capitalized. It's not. How many and national constitutions do we have? <laughs> State and national, state, state and national constitutions. Okay. State and national constitutions. Yeah. So two. In order to act upon our responsibilities to assure that we, the people, in quotes, resume governing the nation. Are there robots governing right now? We are currently not resuming. I think that's a dig at Trump, but there's a lot of digs at Trump in this platform. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) At least they don't overtly say his name. Do they? No, they don't. don't. Yeah. At least we, our platform overtly talks about Trump. Um, At least. Right. At most, at, yeah, whatever. We, <laughs> whatever the bad version of that is. <laughs> <laughs> at the time when our nation is suffering under misguided leadership, there you it go. is. There's, there's the drink. The, yeah. <laughs> no, no, we'll, no. This bottle will be done by the second paragraph. No, misguided leadership that seeks to divide us and turn back the clock on supposed quote greater America. <laughs> drink. <laughs> <laughs> we, de- we declare that our greatness the greatness of our nation and its is in its diversity and its ability to move forward with full understanding of our historical strengths and weaknesses we invite all oregonians to join us in affirming our determination that oregon becomes a beacon of opportunity tolerance it and freedom. just as oregon become one of several typos or grammatical o's that they've got that oregon in this become. document no, that, that makes sense. No, that sounds like you're talking about like in English soccer, like Liverpool are winning this match. But it's like, no, man, we speak English. We Oregon becomes. To join us in affirming our de- our determination that Oregon become. Yeah, that makes sense to me. That Oregon yeah. become. It, no, it, there's it, lots no. of. It's not already. No, I think no. That Oregon, Oregon becomes. Become. Oregon is one thing. Right. Anyway, moving on. So, point, just despite. <laughs> Democrat. <laughs> Des- despite. A handful of errors. This is actually a much cleaner document than the ORP one was. True. Not so, wrong. Um, I, I was nitpicking on the capitalization of constitutions, and I think we'll probably just leave the nitpicks to a minimum um, Man, because not. it is quite a bit better than the ORP platform. Well. Okay. Article 1, Economy, Jobs, Business, Labor. Oregon Democrats work in many trades, occupations, and professions with the belief that workers and their families deserve a fair share of the American dream. Who decides what a fair share of the American dream is? The Oregon uh, Democratic Party. <laughs> DPO does, yeah. Next, que- next question. <laughs> there are myriad instances of questions like that where it's like, okay. right, is it just you that I have to call? Or it's, it's Yes. Uh, we recognize that the wealth of our communities and state is created by the effort, knowledge, investments, and skill of workers and business leaders. We honor the efforts of workers and entrepreneurial spirit of small business that provides the bulk of our job growth and blah, blah, blah. Uh, something, something, labor unions. Yep. Um, Sounds about right. Uh, yeah, I don't want to read the rest of that. That's fine. You um, don't have to. On to the planks. Spacing error, though, if we just, again, want to point that out. We're doing... <laughs> You said you they said used, you weren't going to do nitpicks, <laughs> but yeah, they went from no space to space and a half on the last line for oh no reason in that article. Oh my goodness! Okay, that is you, that is correct. They did that. <laughs> planks. So they actually have these labeled. The ORP doesn't. That they have articles and planks. Whereas we, in our last episode, were calling the the articles planks. We switched the the terms. They've actually got them labeled, which I think is nice and Thanks, properly. Democrats. Yes, jerks. Thanks. Thanks, Obama. <laughs> <laughs> plank one 
We affirm the right to organize for collective bargaining free of intimidation or coercion, support of the Employee Free Choice Act, and opposition oppose any legislation such as, quote, right to work and fair share limitation measures that would restrict these rights. We organize for collective bargaining free of intimidation or coercion. Gentlemen, I've married a teacher who got mailers on mailers on mailers from all of their unions saying, this is why you need to vote for Kate Brown. This is all the ways you can do this. This is important. Most important election. No, no, no. Tell me how much you care about free of intimidation or coercion. That you're allowed to collectively join a union free of coercion once you're in the ju- in the union you can get coerced as much as you want <laughs> well apparently yeah <laughs> you know what i'm going to side with uh, james on this one sorry nick uh you can get coerced once you're in a union i think the democrats are fine with that i yes they are i, <laughs> I wouldn't disagree they did it to my wife all right plank two we believe government plays a plays roles play plays key roles excuse me in creating and supporting a vibrant economy through investments and regulation of 21st century infrastructure, including transportation, utilities, information access, education, healthcare, justice systems, and social services, we believe the economy depends upon businesses fulfilling their financial responsibility to support this infrastructure through taxes. I mean, I, the way I almost read this was the Democratic uh, Party of Oregon kind of believes that the state should run most of those things. And that yes. seemed a little bit alarming to me that they're just all about 100% state control is how it, am I reading this wrong? No, I think, I think that's pretty much what it says. Cool. That works well. <laughs> what's telling is. It starts, we believe government plays a key role in creating and supporting a vibrant economy, and all of the rest of these things are just kind of secondary. So I think it's really telling that if they're, you know, you're going to start talking about small businesses, it's just kind of lip service, because clearly all of the things that those small businesses could possibly be doing are starting from the government, and they're the, you know, the small business people, the entrepreneurs of the state are really just there to prop up the government. So I, no disagreement from my end on the first sentence there. I took umbrage with the second sentence. We believe the economy yeah. depends on businesses paying taxes. Do they not understand that businesses do? There is such thing as corporate taxes. Businesses what? do pay taxes already. What was and measure 66 and 67? Something about taxes. Oh, remember. right. On what? Groceries. And businesses? Uh, cool. Awesome. Businesses. Yeah, but here's the other thing. Like These businesses then pass those taxes on to their customers. Wait, what? They don't hold up. I mean, the the consumer ends. They up, don't just eat them. <laughs> the consumer ends hold up on. paying the taxes anyway. Like it's just a. Are you saying that tariffs don't work as well? <laughs> I'm I'm so confused right now. Whoa. Well, I anyway. think what I, I I think that that's just not a concern for them. It doesn't. It. it I mean, it, there are a couple of planks in here, if I'm remembering right, that uh, I mean, I will probably get to them. Oh, we where will. They are really just celebrate taxes. So much mention of taxes in yeah. this platform. And in, and in the they most positive light I've ever seen someone talk about taxes. Like, I've never seen someone... Or, Get off on taxes before? Yeah, it's yeah, weird. I've never heard somebody, like, extol the virtues of taxation ever. And how great it is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... Except for here. I, I will say, at least they're unabashed about it. That's true. But they are... I will give them that. In this instance, yes. In this instance, yes. <laughs> Talk or more about that later. We'll You'll give them that or they'll tax it from you. Oh, wow. They'll get their pound of flesh one way or another. <laughs> Shylock reference. Solid. Yeah. 
Plank three. We believe all Oregonian oh Oregon wage workers have the right to a secure retirement, including including protections of retirement accounts from corporate bankruptcies. We support protections of our public retirement system. So purse. Y- yes. Purse. But who well, who is protecting yeah, right. from I, corporate bankruptcies? Cool, is this DPO? Welcome to the Republican like, Party, man. Like <laughs> <laughs> We, that's what we're, we're the ones trying to fix the public retirement systems. Like, we're the only ones who are sounding an alarm on this one saying, Hey, look, you all have a 50 or a hundred billion dollar hole, depending on how you want to look at it. Democrats whistle past the graveyard, but the, but they'll throw this sentence in the platform. Well, yeah, cool. So, yes. And also no, because they just, they passed that, what, 1046 or something recently in that, in the house, um, to, it was the Democrats, you know, this is the best PERS deal we're going to get, and no vote, no Republican voted for it, and now the unions are really upset about it and threatening to, like, go against a lot of the Democrats that voted for it. So I, I think that just goes to tell you the actual strength of union support for Democrats in Oregon, if anything. Well, we could probably do a whole podcast on unions, but yeah. I recently, the uh, UFCW 555, the local um, grocery workers union, was boycotting Fred Meyer for because they were negotiating and and whatnot, and so I started looking into them and their political contributions, which are almost entirely Democrat. Mm-hmm. Like so, this is the unions give money to Democrats, then Democrats pass union friendly laws, and then this cycle repeats itself. Getting off on and a you really can't there. say the same about Republicans because you'll find a good number of bigger businesses that you know donate to republican candidates or i'm sorry to democratic candidates as well like nike giving a ton of money to kate brown yep all right plank four we support improved cpi methodology to calculate social security cost of living adjustments and reflect the actual expense of retirees we oppose changes that diminish our retirees standard of living including chained cpi all monies accrued in the Social Security Trust Fund and Medicare must be reserved exclusively for benefits. So that I actually don't wholly de- yeah, yeah, oppose. That's fine. The it's Congress, at least, I don't know what it's like at the state level. I mean, I don't think there is Medicare and Social Security at the state level. No. But like Congress borrows against Social Security money all the time yeah. and is like, trust us, we'll pay this back. And it's like, y'all, this is going bankrupt like hardcore ASAP. You need to stop charging to the social security credit card i you know yeah this i'm is okay with this one, one this of is fine. many times i will say tonight i i am in agreement with the with the democrats yep and i just don't have any hope that i'm ever going to get social security <laughs> so i kind of don't care that's a good point Makes, i think hope i die before i get old yeah <laughs> we believe businesses have a responsibility to pay of living wage to their employees to avoid shif- shifting the burden of basic support to taxpayers we support a minimum wage tied to the cost of living in our communities and adjusted annually. So, first off, <laughs> <laughs> you know where you're going. There's myriad problems with this statement. Yeah. Here on Plank 5, we've come across we have the responsibility to pay a living wage. That is a grossly underdefined term mm. that could mean any amount of things to any people. And any Democrat could pick this up and say, well, to live, I need to have $80,000 a year or something like that. And now all of a sudden some companies on the hook for it because that's what has been deemed a living wage. It's my first of myriad horrible things. So I work in the service industry and I have for many, 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 many years. And 
Seattle had this little experiment where they decided to go and jack up their minimum wage, which meant every single very thin profit margin restaurant had to go and either jack up their prices or shut their doors because you don't have an option with that. Now, we're not a, we're, not, we're a state here that doesn't take a tip credit against minimum wage. So no matter what, you're getting minimum wage as opposed to a state like Florida, which they get like $4 an hour. And then, mm-hmm. if the tips don't add up, then they pay the difference. So service industry out here is incredibly expensive to run, um, just in and of itself. And every single year now in Portland, up until the next couple of years, it'll go up to $15 an hour minimum wage for a service industry, which again, I'm in the industry and I think that's a little outrageous because it just means that all your prices go up, which means people don't want to go and visit you as often. And I will tell you right now, I have noticed a pretty markedly decline in the tip percentage that I've been getting now that beers are costing six, seven, eight dollars a pint. Like no one wants to go and tip 20% on that anymore. So your sales go up because the numbers are higher and then you kind of get less money for it. It just doesn't sucks. So I'll play devil's advocate here and hit me. Walmart got in trouble a while back because they were basically shuffling, doing what they talk about here, shuffling the burden uh, to taxpayers. So basically, you're paying your people minimum wage, and then Mm -hmm. all of them are on food stamps. Sure. And so effectively, the taxpayers are subsidizing these people's salaries. So they pay for it no matter what. Right. But it's not coming out of Walmart's pocket. No, it's It's not. It's coming out of the taxpayer pocket. No, that's a a fair point. And... I mean, I just, I mean, it was, this is a really interesting article in the, in the Willamette Week from about, uh, I think after this minimum wage increase got passed. And there were, there were several very liberal food service industry places that were saying, like, no, like $12 an hour, we already were paying that to people. And now that it's $12.50, like, we can't anymore. I think there's a good argument to be made too that if you're in an entry level position, like, this hurts young workers more than it hurts anybody else. If you're in an entry level position and you have to pay $12.50 an hour, you're not going to hire some kid out of high school or straight out of college mm-hmm. when someone's been doing this for 10 years already, has way more experience. Why would you ever take the risk with the gamble on someone like that? It's it's only going to hurt young people who are trying to enter the workplace because there's always going to be more people with more experience than you, especially on these low entry-level jobs. Well, and that's this is a Googleable stat that if I were smart, I would have done this before we jumped on and started talking about this. But it's something like five or ten percent of minimum wage workers are the primary breadwinners of their families. It's ninety percent of them are teenagers working at McDonald's for a summer job to just try to make sure. a little extra money to afford, you know, the books for their first semester of college or something like that. Quick editor's note. So I looked this up after the podcast, and it turns out it's not actually an easily Googleable stat. So according to one guy online said that nationally 94% of minimum wage workers live with another adult who also earns an income. However, he didn't cite his sources, so I don't, I'm not sure I believe that one. Another guy looked into the BLS data and came up with a, with a figure of about 21% of low wage earners are the primary breadwinner in their families. There is a study from the EPI, the Economic Policy Institute, which is then cited by CNN, says that most low-wage workers are the primary breadwinner. But the issue with this, first of all, is they're using low-wage, not minimum wage, which is a different definition. And they also consider primary breadwinner as more than 50% of the income. So if you have a family with two minimum wage workers, they would consider that a primary breadwinner minimum wage worker because one of those will end up with over half. So anyway, not a very easy to discern statistic. Okay, back to the podcast. Focusing on the minimum wage is just such an asinine idea to begin with. 
and it has nothing to do with the actual work that gets put into the task that gets done. Yet here go the Democrats. <laughs> <laughs> can can that be the title of this podcast? <laughs> and yet here go the Democrats. I think yeah. <laughs> I think in the, in it, what else really sucks about it is it's not as though the cost of anything else gets cheaper because you're like to to compensate. So if you're making twelve dollars and fifty cents an hour, where previously the minimum wage was what like ten. You know, the cost of living doesn't get any cheaper. And in Oregon, it's certainly not going to get any cheaper because it's becoming harder and harder to build. So uh, we need a higher minimum wage. No, so we... Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> Plank six, we support equal pay for equal work without qualification. Yes, what, agreed. What qualification yeah. <laughs> would there be? Oh, they're talking about race or gender. Or well, I, I mean, obviously, but like, what... What is that? Yeah, just you know, I know. that's just a, uh, well, an awful agreements. way of. Fr- I mean, yeah. yeah. Platitude. Continue. The Democrats. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Planks. Plank seven. We support the creation and maintenance of educational pathways to living wages for all Oregonians. We support apprenticeship programs for a wide range of occupations, incorporating collaboration among schools, community colleges, unions, and businesses. We oppose public funding of business-controlled apprenticeships and training oh, programs. First of all, they okay. just said that they did. <laughs> well, right. no, the, I, no, no, they, they want this stuff, but they want the government to control it. They don't want businesses to uh, control it. Right, because I don't know why public a private company would know how to apprentice people better than the government. That just makes sense. I know. The government just knows everything. They're, I mean, they're omniscient. It's, it's, it's this funny thing where like, we make that joke all the time that you know, oh, they think government knows best, but they're literally putting in writing right yeah. now that government knows best. Mm-hmm. Their their opposition to a private company that runs an industry to say you don't know how to properly train apprentices is the most absurd thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Can that I is just, just like the I <laughs> Well I agree with this last sentence. We oppose public funding of business controlled apprenticeships and training programs. Yeah. I oppose public funding for most things. Like that's, <laughs> that's again, that's a good yeah. point. welcome to being a Republican Democrats of Oregon. Like we're, <laughs> just, we're right there with you, bro. But they've, they've got the top part, which is basically they want all of these, they, they want all these apprenticeship programs, but they want the government to own and control right. all of it. Another but thing I know. Why? Why? <laughs> I don't, can some, I guess we're all Republicans here. Maybe you can't explain it to me, but why? <laughs> Here's a question I have, and maybe I'm reading this wrong or barking up the wrong tree or something, but we, we support the creation and maintenance of educational pathways to living wages for all, but weren't they just talking about we have a res- business have a responsibility to pay a living wage to their employees? So which is it? Do you businesses Both. have... It's, okay, that just doesn't make any sense at all. <laughs> Correct. So if the state if the state is powerful enough to guarantee or to at least you know fight for whatever the buzzword may be a living wage, why do you need the apprenticeships to guarantee people have a living wage? What you know if you could just make twelve fifty an hour at McDonald's, what make what's the incentive to go so become a plumber? I'm I'm willing to give them a pass on this one because compared to the ORP platform, there are far fewer inconsistencies. Than what we have in ours, so yeah, okay. I think there are still inconsistencies. It's just yeah, these are less yeah, blatant. Yes, but also the Democrats have way prettier language. Yeah. Yes, they do. <laughs> they have better marketing team. We need a better marketing. Yeah, team. we, we do. Full time staff. That's yeah. what they got. <laughs> oh, right. oh, we oh, need yeah. an organizational structure. Heard. <laughs> That's right. Okay, moving along. Plank eight. We believe competition is essential to the innovation that drives our economy. 
Companies that are, quote, too big to fail, unquote, represent an unacceptable risk. We support vigorous enforcement of the Sherman Antitrust Law Act, strengthening of antitrust legislation, and breaking up of corporate entities whose size undermines a competitive marketplace. Okay with that. Those three sentences are all very different things. Actually, I was just going to, I was just thinking that. Yeah. Like, okay, first off, competition is essential. Yeah, totally. Yep. 100%. Mm-hmm. Yep. Companies that are too big to fail. Where did that come from? What are we talking about here? Like, <laughs> oh, I don't. Oh, come on. Where did that come from? Well, I mean, there was literally an argument on uh, on the floor of Congress. That was the yeah. We're tight. We're housing crisis and everything. That's great, but that has nothing to do with like they just shoehorn. It's like, <laughs> all right, you're not find some wrong. righty Democrats, or whatever. We'll throw this thing about competition being good, and then we'll get on our soapbox about being too big to fail. And then the Sherman Antitrust Act, like that has never had anything to do with any of the banks that caused the 2008 crisis, if you want to. Well, they're not just talking about the banking the crisis here, too, though. Like they're talking about the automotive companies, too. We considered all of them too big to fail as well. There were a lot of companies we bailed out during the economic crisis that were all deemed too big to fail. There's, it's not just banks. I think this one's a fair point. It is all over it, the place, but I don't think it's, it's wrong. It's all over the yeah. place, but it's not wrong. And really, yeah, <laughs> it's and, and like most of, of my rants. Yeah, and yeah, yeah that's, that's going to be uh, my new Twitter bio. It's all over the place, but it's not <laughs> wrong. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm, I'm not disagreeing with I'd anything retweet it. of what they say. I just think it's three fantastically separate thoughts that yeah. they yeah, just put all together. That's a good point. Well, yeah, but okay. If that's our standard, then man, we got to go back and talk yeah. about the Republican platform some more. <laughs> yeah, that's no, true. no, it's <laughs> not. Plank nine. We believe the growing income disparity between members of the wealthiest population sector and the average American worker is detrimental to labor, business, a dynamic economy, and a stable democracy. Why? Yeah, exactly. Why? I would say extreme levels of income inequality can be bad. I mean, look, French Revolution type well, stuff. Oh, but we what, are not even... What is it that the rich buy that so grossly inflates the price of the rest of the stuff that people who are on the lower end of the income... Like, what are they buying that is so <clears throat> awful? I don't think the argument is that so much as the argument is that continuously throughout the years since you know the 1950s that the average worker has been compensated less as per uh the ceo of companies have been given much more of the profit share and so it's 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 more about like we we're no longer paying the worker as much as they used to get paid whereas whereas we're continuously going and perhaps well, overcompensating the ceo i think is what that's talking about i know they didn't write that because and They're that's not wrong, but they, the people on the lower end of the corporate income scale are getting more. It's just that you're right. The CEOs, the C-suite people are getting way more because the pie is growing way more. And the CEOs, the C-suite people get a disproportionately large share of that. But I'm just saying, why in, is that a problem in the first place? I think if you're not compensating, I think the argument is that if you're not compensating workers enough for what they're doing, um, and overcompensating people at the top. See, but who says it's we're not, not compensating it, them enough? If you're, if you're the, if the, no, I think buying the power of the dollar is still rate. It's well, more of a, it, it, it grows dissent among the, the working yes, classes and that's they, exactly they it. get, again, French Revolution. They, they, you get to a tipping point where it is but bad it, enough at the bottom that it that grows the, dissent the because of conversations like this where you say it's like, oh man, those lousy CEOs are making so much money. It's like, well, 
everybody's making more money. Like that's the economy is growing. This is a good thing. We can argue about the share and I mean, this is the conversation, but at the end of the day, the economy is growing. People are making more. It's at a very different proportion though. I mean, the, the lower classes are making a far smaller percentage of increase of income I'm uh, than the wealthy are. So, so and I, I think that's what people are upset about. But if you, I, but my argument is that if you are well off, you're buying Knights at the Ritz Carlton in Ibiza and you're buying 35 foot yachts and you're doing all this, that, and the other thing. Actually, 35 feet that's seems pretty like small. small. That's like, yeah. what that's is like, like the what are you just a millionaire? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're barely in the club. <laughs> but I mean, you're, you're not like buying up 400 pounds of meat in the grocery store and now all of a sudden, as somebody who's making minimum wage, it's like, well, now there's no more meat. We just, we can't do it. Yeah, that's fair. But if you're just scraping by, it still doesn't look good. And again, it's a, it's an optics thing. It's an it's optics, a thing. It's it's an a, optics th- thing. Yeah. Well, there um, it is. I also think too, if you're saying that people at the lowest end are like not scraping by, I think you're mistaken. Fair. Agree to disagree. <laughs> Plank 10. We support making it easier and more financially re- rewarding for businesses to invest in creating well-paying, clean energy jobs than in creating jobs dependent on fossil fuels. Yes, Sander, you have something to say. <sighs> so many things to say about this. Every job depends on fossil fuels in this country, in this state. Like this, it's an absurd thing to say. Yeah. And also, I mean. A few par- a few planks later down on this, they say they don't want uh, they want taxation levels to be fair for all businesses, while explicitly saying that they don't in this plank right here. They're wanting to go and carve out all the little caveats, you know, for A, B, and C. Oh, except for these, you know, like you you don't want fair taxation. Just say that you don't, because they say that like two planks down from this, mm-hmm. they want fair taxation across all businesses, and then they say except for these places who get special treatment. But I mean. What like what industry does not use fossil fuels in some capacity? Well, my comment that I've said None. before. The answer is zero, by the way. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> my comment that I said on Facebook, just because the Democrats are anti-fossil fuels does not mean that we need to be pro-fossil fuels. Oh, 100%. I, I think we rely on the free market. We're free market capitalists. If the green energy, clean energy, wind, solar, whatever, becomes more cost-effective than fossil fuels, the economy will move in that direction without any interference from the government. The government's already interfering, though. But see, that's what, and I that's think, the problem. Well, right, but that, that is my stance, is that we should stop <laughs> subsidies, stop you know, so unfair just, taxation, and just let the free market do its thing. We will yeah. run out of fi- fossil fuels eventually. There are a finite amount in the ground. And people will be forced to move into other forms of. I think, I I think that they also kind of hamstrung themselves here, because it's very I, with the Green New Deal and all. If 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 you notice, they don't really talk about nuclear very much. No. So it's pretty obvious that they're just describing wind and solar and maybe maybe hydro. Apparently, that's not a renewable energy source anymore. Not in the state of Oregon. Yeah. Only, so, only yeah, pump-driven, pump so pump-generated so, oh. hydrofuel they talk about later, <laughs> well, which so, I, don't, I don't know what that even means. <laughs> so then, really, the, it, it becomes sort of an indictment of them because, you know, do you either do you support, you know, allowing development of nuclear reactors in Oregon, or do you not? And if you don't, then this plank is kind of meaningless to me. Well, the other 
part of this too um that you know, kind of going off of um of what you're saying is where where do solar panels come from? What is used to make those? Right. If not rare earth minerals that are incredibly <laughs> devastating to go and exhume mm-hmm. from the ground. But, I mean... And hard the, to get rid of. And, <laughs> super toxic. Kind of yeah. like the stuff in electric cars. Anyways, it's this whole thing where their inability to even go and consider nuclear power, both us and apparently the Republicans and the Democrats, it's just like... It's absurd. There are so many countries doing it right now very well without incident. That that to not even consider it to be at least a a a a stopgap in between this is just is, whole... is irresponsible and it and it's just pandering right. to people that you shouldn't be pandering to because I guess Democrats can also be anti science. This is this is a whole just other side of the coin. If the Republicans are if the Republicans are the pro fossil fuel, they're you know getting their money from the big oil companies or whatever it is the Democrats accuse us of. Clearly, I mean we are, but. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, but uh, not, no, for long, not for long if we uh, keep pumping it out. Yeah, you're well, right. Well, yeah, keep pumping it out or maybe start looking at nuclear. But uh, no, this just it's just the same side of a different coin or a different side of the same coin. The Democrats have, you know, have their wait. How many coins do we have? Hands in the uh, <laughs> six. I'd of rather be owned by big uranium like anyways. Peter's hoping for some change. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> Let's yeah. put a, okay, that's it. Is is over. No, no, we got to stop on that dime. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving along. Plank eleven. <laughs> we believe in supporting small businesses by removing unnecessary barriers and improving their access to loans. Do they know how loans work? <laughs> like, I, yeah, do right. They, they, do they know what regulations are? I'm so confused. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know. Like. Lo- Again, loans are welcome to being a Republican. Yeah, like, yeah. This is 100% cool. Right. All right. Anyway, moving along. 12. We support legislation and taxation policies. Again, with the taxes. Mm-hmm. Policies that promote economic stability, fair levels of taxation for businesses compared to individuals, and a level playing field for all businesses. They contradicted themselves. Two points above <laughs> by when they say they want to give better tax benefits. To green energy, which Level is not the which is not the first place. time they've done that. I mean, I think we've we've seen in the state of Oregon continuously that the Democrats here will go and voluntarily go and give way better tax benefits to businesses that they like or support oh, yeah. them. And so this this BS, I'm using my other podcast where I cuss. This BS, I caught myself. I deserve a medal. This I can BS, censor you. I can censor you in post. So go ahead. Cool. Uh, <laughs> in 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 which they go and talk about how they want a level playing field is just it, it's absurd and it's a blatant ballsy lie it's pretty condescending too because it's it's clear that they and whichever businesses they've cut out are the ones that are going to determine how level and what counts as level also yeah the fair field. levels air quotes of taxation for businesses compared to individuals right there it's it has nothing to do with well what's the optimal rate of taxation that we should look at for businesses it's well if you're going to charge x to individuals we need to make sure that we screw over businesses enough so we got to jack this up a little bit and to my point from earlier businesses just pass that those expenses on to their customers and so the customers end up paying the businesses taxes anyway like it's just i don't understand how they don't get that true story well maybe they do and they just don't want to talk about it maybe all right, moving along. We need to have a secret Democrat on the podcast. Be like, how much do you guys really get? That 
Do you understand these things, or do you just... Oh, no, we go to the bar afterwards, get totally tanked, and laugh about it. Yeah. And then we write into our platform, wait, what? (laughs) You guys are monsters. At least it's not hateful. It's ignorant, but it's not hateful. Ours is hateful. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I got really sad now. I'm going to have to drink some more whiskey. Jesus. Big oof. All right. Plank, Plank 13. We believe in expanding workplace rights for all workers in all employment contracts, including flex time, compensatory time, and parental and family leave. Family leave. Uh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Kudos. Okay. Well, it's not it's calling it maternity leave. Good on them. Parental, family leave. Parental and family leave. I just I have a hard time agreeing with with the government making something mandatory for businesses. I was, I was and that's kind of, say. yeah. Like, I think these are all good things. I think as soon as the government starts telling businesses what they can and can't do when it comes to flex time and, and compensatory and parental and family leave. Well, and I'll, like, I'll just say I work for a big company. You until a week ago worked for a big company. We could go punch for punch on parental leave and family mm-hmm. policies and whatever. Like everybody anywhere, you don't need the government to tell you to do that stuff. Like, they just go and do that because they're trying to be competitive and it's 2019 and they want the best people to work there. Right, exactly. But not all companies care. Yeah. Xander Inc. <laughs> does not care. That's true. <laughs> I don't. The Xander's Inc. motto, deal with it. <laughs> the sunglasses. <laughs> <laughs> Plank 14. We believe that a universal basic income, UBI, will promote that will prove sorry Xander's a big fan of this one will prove to be an economic necessity with benefits for working people families communities and the economy and we urge evaluation of the means to achieve this goal so I'm a huge fan of the Wang gang continue Yang gang <laughs> I say Wang so Jesus. This, the, the key point of this to me is we urge evaluation of the means to achieve this goal they don't know how to, to achieve <laughs> They have to pass it first to find <laughs> out what's in it. I, and then to figure out how to do it. I, right. I literally wrote, the party that can't seem to make roads work or purrs not sink the state wants to figure out how to make UBI work. Oh, <laughs> like, so, I, mean, I, I, I don't Just cut my taxes by $1,000 a that's month. That's exactly yes. what I was going to say. Yeah. So, yes. How, so that, how would that not be the same thing? Well, so... It, so would it not be the same thing? This whole the whole platform thus far to me seems like kind of an odd smattering of the best hits of the Democratic candidates that are currently running for president. Um, Lord have mercy. Continue. Yeah. <laughs> However, yeah, ex- ex- you're exactly right. Why not just give a th- everyone a thousand dollar tax cut? Because again, unless the cost of living decreases or the you know literally anything else goes down in price. That thousand dollars is essentially just a thousand dollar tax cut. Well, except for the people that don't make that don't pay a thousand dollars in taxes. So I think that's that's the difference. Yeah, is, all ten of them. <laughs> well, mm. I, no, there's a lot of low income people that get money back from the government that don't pay any taxes at all. Another editor's note here: according to Market Watch, more than forty four percent of Americans pay no federal income tax. Either their taxable income are below the threshold at which the tax unit's taxable income exceeds zero, or the taxpayer qualifies for refundable tax credits such as earned income tax credit and or child tax credit that are greater than the amount federal income tax owed, in which case the tax filer receives a tax refund or owes no federal income tax liability. All right, back to the pod. 
well, don't pay federal taxes. They still right. pay a ton in income taxes. They still pay a ton in property taxes. They own houses. They still pay a ton in Can we get that back in credits income though? taxes. Not in alcohol taxes. The poor bastards. Fine with me. Yeah, oh, that's man. I. Yeah. If you're gonna give me a thousand dollars, yeah, sure, give them a thousand dollars back too. Cut their taxes as much as you can. Right. I mean, the alcohol taxes in the state Cut are 100. percent So as much as you can. That's wild. Yeah. Welcome to the Republican Party. Welcome to the Republican <laughs> Party. Thanks, hey, guys. Democrats. All right. We'll get you there. Plank 15. We support efforts that will expand economic opportunities to all corners of Oregon with a priority on creating sustainable jobs that provide growth opportunities for employers and employees alike. What does that mean? I, I was... I don't know. So I, I that's I think so I, dumb. It's a, it's a platitude. There's a lot of words platitude. in that sentence. It's a platitude, yeah. but it's it a also lot of goes words. back to their idea of a level playing field. <laughs> Does it though? <laughs> well, that's the thing. It goes back to the idea just, of a level playing good. field, but not the you know tax you know fair taxation for all businesses. No, all this says is we like puppies, uh, but also if you like kittens, that's also cool. Um, yeah. pets mm-hmm. are great. Um, and it's like it doesn't say anything. It, it just You're says right that it's a platitude. It, it just says we, we, we like things that are good for everybody. You know what? Good, good for you. Whatever that means. I don't. Maybe I'm <laughs> reading this. Maybe I'm reading this with the sort of underlying theme that whatever they say they are pro is going to be followed by some sort of government action. Mm. Not on this one. It just says we like things that are good for things. Well, that's why I say it. it's not. It's not <laughs> like, spoken. C- cool. The All specter right. exists. <laughs> it haunts this document. The subtitle of this podcast. <laughs> Plank sixteen. <laughs> Plank sixteen. We believe public funds generated in Oregon should function for the common good and should, as a priority, be reinvested in Oregon to create jobs and opportunities. Is that taxes again? Do you? I think this is more of a puppies, puppies and kitties thing. Sweet. Right. We believe yeah. public funds in Oregon should I stay in Oregon. Like, see the uh, same thing with the yeah. last one, but okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. Anyway, moving on. 17, we support strong labor laws and the elimination of at-will employment laws. <laughs> I guess you get deja vu. Didn't they just say this like a couple, no, four points right ago? To work. Right to sure work. That's different. I mean, but yeah, oh. six to one. It, it, it is a little bit different. Yeah. Unemployed workers um, to the other. Again, I... Being in the service industry, a lot of feelings about this. Um, eliminating, <sighs> eliminating at-will employment is dumb. Like, it... It makes things work like at the government where mediocrity isn't a reason to let someone go. Um, and I think we've all been to the DMV. Mm-hmm. Uh, nice. <laughs> Corral's DMV is actually okay. But yeah. Sure. I I get Good. Good. I get the gist. Good for you. Yes. There's, there's one. It must be nice to be down there. Jerk. <laughs> yeah. um, it's, it's one of those things where in order for companies to be competitive, to be the best, and to actually provide great services, you need the ability to go, you're not pulling your weight. You haven't maybe violated any company policies per se, but you're just not good at your job. And I can't have that because I, because I have to pay such a high minimum wage now. I can go and find somebody that's better right. for the same price. Mm-hmm. And to not allow that to happen is like, the, I'm sorry, that's absurd for any kind of business, any kind of like pro-capitalist society where you want things to be the best and you want competition and, I, and you don't want things to run like the DMV. Like, you need to have this happen. <laughs> this combined with the right-to-work law, or I should say the right-to-work plank, it, it's something substantive that Republicans and Democrats can disagree on. Why the Republican... I don't know. I don't remember us talking about right-to-work laws in the Republican Party's platform. So. But that's definitely something we ought to juxtapose to this. And I agree with what you're saying about at-will employment. And now with Janice decided, it's, you know, I think all of this is going to, you know, be back 
especially in 2020. Um, so yeah, I, I think when it comes to um, labor laws like this, it's important that the Republican Party really take a firm stance and say you should be able, if you're a business owner, to hire and fire who you want. And if you are working for a company or or, or the government that uh, is union and you want to leave, you should be able to. Let's move on. Um, Twenty twenty six. Plank eighteen. We support Oregon's tribes, farmers, ranchers, fishermen, and land fishers. Excuse me, not fishermen. They wouldn't gender a, a, mm. a noun like that. Uh, fishers there is man-made climate change later on in the document. Is there? There is. What? Oh, Spoiler no. alert! Oh, no. Uh, land managers for their efforts to sustainably manage our natural resources and balance competing land use interests. Cool. Okay. Okay. But I those interests are that's... usually pretty diametrically opposed. <laughs> All of us are ready and to let this one go, and then Peter jumps in. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> tribes. Hold my beer. Tribes, ranchers, and, <laughs> tribes, ranchers, and fishers are like notorious for fishers. Never fishermen. Fishers. Were, they're pretty notorious Isn't that for kind not of bird? getting along, and the efforts to uh, to sustainably manage our natural resources is. Uh, I think a lot. I, I'm not sure they quite know what they're talking about. Usually, those are no. uh, pretty bloody. Yeah. Are you saying the Democratic Usually Party of Oregon doesn't yep. understand rural Oregon? Is that what you're saying, Peter? Uh, uh, there were there were people crazy, that but... they used to get into gunfights over this. Now that you mention oh, it, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, well, Sagebrush Rebellion was something different, but yeah. Um, <laughs> I just appreciate that, that like that we're like we three are like just kind of like looking. You're reading it off your platform, and Peter, you've got your phone out and like. For like a long time, when you were saying that, I thought you were playing Candy Crush as you were <laughs> talking. <laughs> Who's to say I wasn't? Maybe you were, I, you yeah. were really into whatever was on your phone. I was like, "Nice, dude." You I saw multitask. I saw <laughs> land managers and farmers and ranchers, and I was like, "What?" He got a little too excited <laughs> there. Excited. Yeehaw! <laughs> All right, gentlemen. With that, we have finished Article One <laughs> of Ten or Twelve or something. I forget. And of the 13-page document, we have made it through one and a half pages, and we are at 45 minutes. So I think we're going to call this a night. What we'll end up doing, listeners, is we will be back, and we will make this into a segment. And a we'll series? Hit a series, Ooh. not a segment. We'll make it into a series. You're right. Maybe articles two and three next time, or maybe just two. You'll have to stick around and find out. I can't wait. Me either. <laughs> Our listeners. <laughs> You're welcome. All right, we're done. Listeners, thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. <laughs> Thanks for listening to The Rational Republican. Please like and subscribe on your favorite podcasting service, or you can listen on our website, jamesaball.com. Also, don't forget to follow us on social media, and if you're feeling extra generous, you can visit our Patreon site at patreon.com slash rationalrepublican. Again, Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.